Yeah, but they'd have to introduce like six and seven star raids for people oh that are gosh. maxed out to do Let's that. Let's not talk about that. I mean, like part of me that super appeals, right? Because I want more challenge in my raids. I know we talk about this quite a bit, uh, but not like this. Not like not this. Like this. <laughs> <laughs> tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. A shadow has fallen over your local Kroger. I mean, Kyogre. We left behind the festive ho-ho-ho, but welcome back, Shadow Ho-Ho. We take a closer look at Annihilate, just not too close. Did the fairy event shine, dream, and glimmer? Let's talk about it. And more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to the GoCast podcast, episode 266. It's January 16th, yet another Tuesday evening. I'm your host, Chris. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle. Hiya. Hey, Kyle. How are you doing this week? I'm doing okay. Doing okay. Yeah. I'm I'm alive. That's barely. right. Yeah, uh, we all have marked ourselves safe on Facebook from from the great snowstorm of a uh, 24 here in the <laughs> Chicagoland area. How much snow did you end up getting, by the way? Uh, total. Uh, we I mean we didn't get that much. All things considered, maybe eight inches total. Yeah. yeah. But like the cold is a huge problem right now. It is oh, yeah. very cold outside. It's, it's incredibly cold right now. Um, and you, like myself, park outside. And so that's always a task. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Also, We're, the drive through has a layer of ice just on the window. The oh, my time. gosh. Yeah, I went, I went to my local Starbucks today, and they just had an A-frame in front of the drive-thru. They're like, yeah, come inside. I'm like, okay, oh, fair enough. Oh, that's big. Yeah, no, oh, my. <laughs> well, we got uh, like 16 inches out here, and oh so the plows God. have nowhere to put the snow, you know? But Oh, my. Um, our our doors and the door frames and everything are metal, obviously. Yeah. And so by the end of the day, just the entire uh, barrier that moves open and closed. Mm-hmm frame of the door is just frosted it's just white it's black metal and it's just white Ooh. oh that's like the inside of an ice machine yeah it's very it's, it's it would be ominous if it was like somebody's house sure sure uh great prop and a great shot probably for a horror movie that includes. It, yep exactly oh goodness me anyway uh chicago's cold yes that's where we live so <laughs> of course we're yeah. gonna complain about it uh but hey uh, Pokemon Go. This past weekend was the Suey and Typhlosion raid day. Uh, we also are on the cusp of the end of the uh, the fairy event that's going on right now. I think it's ending in two and a half hours uh, at the time of recording. Um, so we'll talk about both of those and our experiences this past week at the beginning of the news section. And then we have one piece of news this week, which is a, a great, a great departure from the past like month of episodes where every episode we've had like four pieces of news to cover. <laughs> so uh, that's good stuff. But let's talk about our goals that we set last week, Mr. Kyle. Uh, you wanted to complete the dazzling collection challenge. Now you say challenge, but there were two. There, there was. I didn't yeah. know there was two writing this, so okay. I'm using that to my advantage because I had no intention of completing the egg one. Yes, we'll talk about it in a second. Had I you known, you would have never. Yeah. <laughs> if I had known, I would not have included it. Um, 
I might have included. Look, we'll talk about it in a second. Um, so yes, I did. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good. Good. Uh, buddy progress. Yes. Yes, I did. Okay. Gifting, and then in parentheses, I failed last time. Sorry, Sarah Amanda. <laughs> I have done better. I, I passed, but not. It wasn't perfect. Except okay. for Sarah Amanda. I think Sarah Amanda and I interacted every single day in the last seven days. Nice. Nice. Um, I have also been trying to send people gifts. I'm not very good at it. Uh, so if you had received one or maybe even multiples, uh, just know that I've, I've made blessed. an effort to you think of blessed. you. <laughs> uh, and then lastly, one shiny Hisui and Typhlosion. Yes, I did do that. Excellent. Well, look at you. That's a that's a perfect week for you. Very different from the week that I had. <laughs> oh, goodness. So collection challenges. Um, I put these down because they did say challenges in the blog post. And I thought maybe it'd just be two catching ones or like a catch and evolution one. Um, but no, it was the catch and evolution put into one. And then it was an egg hatching one where you had to hatch each of the four Pokemon that were available in the seven kilometer egg pool. And this event was only like three days long, not very long at all. Also, we had a snowstorm and really, really bad temperatures. So it was difficult for us to get out. I'm happy to report that as of like an hour ago, an hour and a half ago, both of these have now been completed. Wow. Um, okay. I'll talk about it when we talk about the event overall, at the beginning of the news section, but it was a struggle. Let me tell you. Uh, three shiny Hisuian Typhlosion. Uh, no, I got two, but I did get a hundo. And uh, so while it doesn't count, it is notable. Uh, so that's great. One shiny besides, I got a couple. I got a Cotney, a Grand Bull, uh, and I hatched okay. a Togepi in my, okay. my effort okay. to hatch for the collection challenge. And then hatch 50 eggs. Last week, no. This week, I'm feeling I probably will based on my efforts today. But last week, I hatched like 29. It was just so cold and a lot of snow. I just did not get out as much at all. Uh, I, I did hatch quite a few snow blowing the driveway five times a day. <laughs> let me tell you. Um, but beyond that, nothing notable. So without even totaling up how many I did and didn't do Kyle, you, you beat me, uh, completely. <laughs> I think I actually only did one of four here and I started two of four here and you did all of them. So congrats. Good for you. Uh, we love it, but now I'm all excited to talk about the past couple of events. So why don't we just hop into the news in order to do so? Yo, what up? It's the news. Okay. Let's talk about Hisui and Typhlosion Raid Day because that'll be an easier topic to start with. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it happened. Uh, you could have up to 20 remote raids and you can do as many as you had passes for locally from 2 to 5 p.m. This was on this past Sunday. Uh, great Pokemon. Kind of a neat shiny despite it looking like it's just a stepwise sort of uh, shiny color wise. I like the way like I, the saturation, I think, works really well for it. What do you think, Kyle? Yeah, I like it. I, I just think it's it's solid. It's not the best. It's certainly not the worst. It's, yeah, it's a good shiny. Yeah. So I, I went out for it. Very excited. Cyndaquil is my favorite Pokemon. Right. And so, of course, the Suey and Typhlosion hype. Um, and I went out and like, I'm going to win this event. Um, and I did 56 rates. 56 <laughs> um and two of them two of them were shiny and one of them was a hundo so i didn't hit the shiny oh goal but i'm still God. i'm still thrilled lots of stardust i bought the ticket everything if i hadn't bought the ticket and i did 56 right to be so mad at myself at the end of that um but it turns out that not i uh was the one who won the event let me just here kyle let me get you a soapbox hold on <laughs> 
All right, there you go. Go for it. So I started work at 2 o'clock on Sunday, just just to be clear. Um, <laughs> and I, I did a few raids uh, late at night from our uh, folks across the pond and in Australia. I don't remember who else sent me raids, but thank you. I was doing raids while I was at work because I'm like, I want to send me raids. You guys, I know people will without me asking. Mm-hmm. And the last, I'm like, I've, I spent like $10 on remote raid passes. And I'm like, all right, this is it. I, I'm not, I'm not getting any more now at this point. Last remote raid that I did. I'm, I wish I had paid attention to who sent it. I think it was nine thistles, a listener, but I can't remember. And it was a shiny to the first shiny. Nice. And it was a hundo. <gasps> so. I had Woo! caught, so I got a Shundo. I had caught a 14, 14, 14 earlier. That wasn't, okay. a, it wasn't a shiny, it's a regular. And I was like, uh, 1680, that's pretty high CP. Caught it and I was like, oh no. And then I encountered this and I like was like, oh my God, it's a shiny, thank God. And then I looked again at the CP and I'm like, all right guys, I'm gonna be right back. Cause I was sitting at the register and I'm like, hang on, I need to actually catch I this can't, now. I can't scream up front. I gotta, I gotta go in the back. Uh, so I need to say, I'm very happy. Um, the Pokemon itself doesn't actually have much use in Go, which doesn't, that doesn't matter to me at all yeah. because I... It's great Pokemon. Love it. So very happy. I don't have enough XL candy, sadly, to take it to level 50. But I took it to like level 40, 44 and a half or whatever. It'll get to 50 eventually. Just best buddy it. And then in that period of time, you'll get enough candy. You'll probably be able to convert some stuff or just dump half of your store of rare candy in and get it done. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, um, wow. Congratulations. And, <laughs> yeah. and I will say, Hisuian Typhlosion looks so good. It does. It looks so good and go and it like. Does. And you want to know why? The flames the are flames on. are always on. Let me burst your bubble. I best buddied my hundo today because that's uh-huh. what I do with my hundos, right? Uh, when it's standing still, the flames are out. When it's walking and moving around, the flames are uh, on. It's very strange. Sorry. When I mean the flames are out, I mean there are no flames when standing still and when moving, flames are there but when it's on your when it's in your buddy like when you see it standing still in the screen it's got its flames out but but it's doing its it's doing its pose with its hand up right like ooh, i'm a ghost type don't forget uh but when it's standing still it's like t-posing next to you you know and it's, yeah, it's like <laughs> it looks so good when its flames are out man it looks I love incredible man Big, big fan, uh, both of us. Uh, so, yeah, that was it was a good right day. Uh, I don't think anybody is going to be upset about it. Um, it does turn out, by the way, that all of the Hisuian uh, evolutions uh, of the starters will be available uh, for the uh, Sinnoh tour. So if you did miss out on Hisuian Samurott, Hisuian Decidueye, and or Hisuian Typhlosion, um, or you would like a second crack at the Shiny, those should be available at the uh, Sinnoh tour events. Um, so, yeah. There's that. Cool. Now let's talk about this fairy event that just happened. It was the, oh gosh, what was it called? I can't even remember. It was Dazzling something, right? Yeah, or Dazzling Dreams? Dreams? Yeah, I think, dreams. I think that's right. Uh, so last week we took we talked about it and, um, you know, our, our, our first pass on it was, hey, this seems like a solid fairy event. Great. Fine. There's some egg hatching bonuses. That's cool for some people and all that sort of stuff. 
I have since consumed other people's opinions on it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we missed something because everybody else is like, this isn't as good as last year. This is kind of a poo-poo event or things like that. And I didn't, I really didn't think so until, until the event happened and there was a collection challenge that required you to hatch all four of the Pokemon in the seven kilometer egg pool. Now this would not normally be a problem, but we only had three days to do it. And you are limited on seven kilometer eggs based on how many gifts you can open. Mm -hmm. Now, this would further not be an issue if the rates for each of the four Pokemon were like equal, like a 25% split four ways. I do not believe based on my personal experience and other people's experience online that I've seen that that was the case. It felt more like a 30, 30, 30, 10 split or a 50, 25, 25 or sorry, a 50, 20, 20, 10 split. And that 10% being the cutie fly. I hatched 30 eggs, and the last one was a cutie fly. Now, a very small sample size, but I'm also I'm bolstering this based on stuff I've seen online as well. It's a little, it was a little frustrating, um, to say the least, considering cutie fly was the one that had the shiny boost uh, in the eggs for hatching as well for the event. So, you know, it didn't feel too, too great. This one, I feel like this event in general... The overall narrative online, the sentiment has been, oh, this is really pushing the boundary of two things that people have some issues with. One, timed research that's too darn short to do in a period of time that seems reasonable. And yeah. two, hiding things like this. Well, not hiding things, but like gating stuff like this behind eggs. I have no problem working for stuff, but I don't like things like collection challenges being left up to like RNG. It bothers me a little bit. I mean, like the EV thing, the EV roulette is one thing, right? If they're going to do that, we all we all get the joke. We're all in on that joke. That's fine. But we don't need to invent new ways to make it more difficult, right? Um, so anyway, Kyle, I'm, I'm interested to hear, now that we've had some time with this event, I mean, it's almost over. What were your thoughts on it? Um, and, and how did it go for you? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I didn't notice, as I mentioned, for the goals, that it said challenges, plural so i just assumed there was one or whatever so i saw it closed it went to go catch pokemon went back out went back and checked it scrolled farther and saw the hatch one and i just i closed the app i was like okay well i'm not doing that <laughs> ain't no way <laughs> i'm not doing that and then i was like okay well hang on i opened the app back up and i <laughs> and i opened i opened gifts so i could have 7k eggs in case yeah so i don't I don't care about the RNG aspect of it like that. That part doesn't bother me as much. It's it's not cool, but I care about the duration. Seven days, three days is not enough time to put a hatch themed anything except as a bonus, yeah. in my opinion. And on top of that, I know that we are very US focused here, but we can keep this to the northern hemisphere focus because that's where like like 90% of the world lives 96% of the world it's winter up here it's really cold the weather is bad this is not the time to be hatching eggs and they should just know that they, they should know that a large amount of their player base is is going to be in cold weather at this time of the year uh, yeah yeah I mean I I agree and I I also kind of like throw them a bone because they don't control weather no right? I, I, but, like, but it is winter they made the event in january we know what the weather's like in january like <laughs> we have a general idea 
That's true. But even in our even in our country, you know, if you go like three or four states south of us, like that weather all of a sudden is fine. Yeah, but like, I mean, you, you take a. Uh, a sample of where all of your players are, I suppose, so they can they can decide that there's more people playing in California than the rest of the United States and not care, mm-hmm. I suppose. Uh, I still think having an egg hatching day in when most of the world isn't winter. Yeah, is is a bit rough, but that's not even that's still secondary to the fact that it was only three days long. Yeah, that's the part to me. That's how like, much can wow. you actually walk in three days for a reasonable duration? Sure, it was over the weekend. Some people work the weekends. We're not going to talk about that. How much can you actually walk, even assuming it's really nice outside? And then that's, of course, when the RNG compounds the the factors there. Yeah, because if you only had to hatch four eggs and you're just walking 4.7 kilometers because you threw them all in supers, that's the best case scenario, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's still not a short amount in three days for some people. I uh, think don't walk very much. I think that the catch the hatch challenge should be designed for what can somebody do with a free incubator during the event. Oh, definitely. Because yeah. To do this event here with a free incubator would have been insane. If you did it legitimately walking, I'm impressed. Genuinely, I am impressed because it's that's hard. Yeah, it's a lot of work. And yeah, that's it. I the, the hatch challenge is bad. It's bad. So how long do you think it should have been? I think I would have been less upset if it had been seven days. Oh, I was thinking maybe five. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously seven would be better. I think seven just gives the the full week, the full everything. You can go weekend to weekend type yeah. of thing. Friday to Friday, whatever it gives you. And there's also no reason why the event could end and the collection challenge could hang out a little bit longer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like to me, that, that would be the solution that I would go for if I was designing this. Yeah, um, I just it just feels bad. Yeah, that that part in particular feels bad. The rest of the event was fine, like positives, more stardust. Yeah, good good shiny checks, of course. So like in the grand scheme of things, does it really matter that much? It's not. What do you get out of it? We got what a cue to fly encounter. I don't know. I didn't complete it. And a number on your badge. That number means that's the most important bit. Mine's 132, baby. Let's go. That's that's impressive. You're like five (laughs) short or whatever. Yeah, because the the Barcelona one and the other one that I couldn't do or whatever. (laughs) I'm still mad about that. But but I need to be happy with as many as I possibly could do. Um, And and that's that's the number. So uh <laughs> anyway so yeah that's that's that fairy event in the rear view uh yeah just definitely a, a talking point right now in the community um and i'm kind of excited for us to move on to another event and this one that's upcoming is going to be great because it's going to be battle focused and the uh, the gbl community uh, is already always having conversations about the meta so it'll just be more of the the sort of same which is nice uh, and of course, annihilate coming to everybody, regardless of your GBL affiliation or not. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about the new piece of news that we have for this week. Team Go Rocket returns in Taken Treasures. Trainers, Team Go Rocket is taking over again, and Giovanni is back with a vengeance, this time alongside Shadow Kyogre. Prepare yourselves for new Shadow Pokemon, as well as the return of Shadow Ho-Oh. Assemble your team and prepare to conquer Team Go Rocket. Where's Apex Ho-Oh, you cowards? <laughs> anyway, 
When is this? This is Saturday, January 27th at 12 a.m. to Thursday, February 1st at 11.59 p.m. local time. There will be some debuts here, too. This is, I feel like, burying the lead a little bit um, with this debut because while Shadow Kyogre is really exciting, most people care about, like, new Pokemon and stuff. Uh, the single sill Pokemon Varum and its evolution, the multi sill Pokemon Reverum, will make their Pokemon Go debuts. If you're not familiar, it's an engine Pokemon. It's great. Much more popular than it has any any business being, I honestly. I don't understand why it's so popular. It's fine. I just don't get the love, man. Like yeah, <laughs> People love this. It's because it's really fast when you do the, the synchro oh, stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. Um, so there's also little event bonuses. Team Go Rocket will appear more frequently at stops and in balloons, as per usual. And you can use a charge DM to help a shadow Pokemon forget the charged attack frustration. Here is your quarterly reminder for this event. Don't forget to do that. Otherwise, you'll be sad if you need to. <laughs> Save Shadow Kyogre. Giovanni makes his nefarious return, plunging into battle with Shadow Kyogre. The last part of the seasonal special research story will be unlocked at the beginning of this event. Progress through it to receive a super rocket radar and chase down Giovanni. And you can claim this seasonal special research story up to the end of the timeless travel season on March 1st at 10 a.m. local time. I'm going to pause because Kyle pointed out something earlier to me about this. It's different than previous events that have done the same. Yeah, yeah, it is because it specifies that it's part of the the timeless travels research. It's not a standalone rocket uh, mission, whatever you want. Special research. It. Special research. There you go. Yeah. Which is strange. I don't know. Part of me is like they don't want people stacking their rocket encounters I anymore. Think that's it. Yeah. But like, here's the thing. This makes it easier to stack because you know that rocket's there. And if they do another special research, they're not going to not give it to you because you don't have timeless travels done, Mm -hmm. but they can do that with the rocket. You don't get the rocket one if you haven't finished it, if you've progressed it. True. So I don't really see the purpose of doing this except to not have another research there, I I guess. Yeah, I, I guess they're just doing this so that there's less special research clogging up people's inventories and, and less, stuff. less special research that they're not charging people for clogging up their inventories. Oh, uh, that's that's true, too. That is true, too. Um, I, I don't see a problem with it. I just like like you. I don't see what the benefit is other than simplifying things and condensing research down. Right. I, I am not close to being finished with the timeless travel stuff right now. So what? I wasn't hatching eggs until literally this weekend. So oh. I literally have not hatched one set of eggs. I'm at 6.3 out of 7 since Dazzling Gleam, Dazzling Dream started. Don't you only need um like to hatch three at one it step? It is three, but I wasn't hatching eggs at all. Okay, understood. I guess. <laughs> so. Three is still greater than zero, it turns out. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> uh, so yeah, Shadow Kyogre is going to be dope. Um, yeah. I don't want to I don't want to ruin it. We'll talk more about that in a bit here. Shadow Raid debut. Shadow Ho-Oh will uh, return to Pokemon Go by making its debut in Shadow Raids. Also, for the first time in Pokemon Go, you'll be able to encounter Shiny Shadow Ho-Oh if you're lucky. Shadow Ho-Oh will appear in five-star Shadow Raids from Saturday, January 27th at 6 a.m. to Sunday, January 28th at 10 p.m. local time. It's a glorified raid weekend for Shadow Ho-Oh, more or less. 
Uh, new Shadow Pokemon, Team Go Rocket Grunts, so maybe not new. Uh, well, Shadow Pokemon. Uh, Team Go Rocket Grunts, as well as the leaders, Sierra Cliff and Arlo, are using different Shadow Pokemon, um, you know, so you got to go deal with that. In addition, Team Go Rocket has also turned the following Pokemon into Shadow Pokemon. Defeat Team Go Rocket Grunts to save them. Uh, these Pokemon, and they might also be shiny if you're lucky, is Corfish, Snowrunt, Chimchar, Piplup, Croagunk, Dwebble, and Ferrisseed. Uh, so that's cool. In raids, one-star raids will feature Alolan Rattata, Alolan Meowth, Alolan Grimer, and Galarian Zigzagoon. Three-star raids will feature Weezing, Galarian Weezing, you know, just uh, double the Weezing, double the fun, uh, Tyranitar, and Bombardier. And separately in Shadow Raids, one-star Shadow Raids will feature Shadow Alolan Santru, Shadow Murkrow, Shadow Pineco, and Shadow Croagunk. I think uh, I'm... I'm really speaking out of my lane here, but I think shadow Alolan Sandshrew is good for PVP as a sand slash. I think I know Alolan sand slash is good uh, from what I've heard. So I would assume maybe the shadow is also good. Who knows? Three star shadow raids will feature shadow Scyther, shadow Skarmory and shadow Golette. Those are neat ones for sure. And then we have eggs. Niantic loves to do this thing with these uh, Team Go Rocket events where they're like, hey, 12K eggs. Well, it's uh, here's the pool. It's been every once in a while. They take a Pokemon out every once in a while. They add a Pokemon in. And in this case, they're adding a Pokemon in. Varum will be available in the 12 kilometer egg pool. In addition to the Pokemon that currently hatch from those eggs. I think it would be stellar if for the for this event, they just made it Varum in 12 kilometer eggs just for like a day, two yeah, days. But, you know, they can't do that. But like, how, why do, how do we not see this coming? Well, it's, how do I mean, we not fine. see this coming? It's fine. We understand. I get it. I do. I get it. But I don't get it. I mean, it's <laughs> I a poison it Pokemon. <laughs> it's a poison Pokemon. Yeah. And yeah. Reverum is used by the uh, by Team Star. So. That's right. That's right. Wow. There you go. How did we not see it coming? Right <sighs> itself. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> so, Varum is in that egg pool. That's cool. Field research task encounters. There will be event field research tasks available. Um, and then also some field research rewards include the following mysterious components, charge TMs, and fast TMs. And then, of course, the encounters with the event-themed Pokemon, such as Ekans, Zubek, Coughing, Paldean, Wooper, Hisui, and Quillfish, Poochiana, Poochiana, sorry, Sableye, Croagunk, Scraggy, Marini, Bruxish, and Nimble. Um, it says Pokemon encountered through field research tasks have a greater chance of being a shiny Pokemon than when found in the wild. That's pretty cool. Uh, okay. I don't remember okay. having seen that before for research encounters. That's pretty sweet. Um, there will be showcases. They'll feature featured Pokemon from the event. They didn't say one in particular, so your guess is as good as ours. There will be event bundles in the in-game shop and web store. Uh, it looks like it's going to be a cheaper one than what you're used to seeing on Community Day, and we'll have like a bunch of like radar-related items and stuff in it, which is pretty cool. Um, and then there will be a paid time to research for US $5, the equivalent price to tier in your currency. Oh, $5, you say? You know what that means? It's a pose, isn't it? And you'd be right. <laughs> You'd be right. There's an event-themed avatar pose, but you also get Stardust, XP, one incense, one incubator, three silver pineapps, and more. Um, so, you know, uh, uh, as always with these these pose researches, the money, is it worth it? Kind of up to you. I like this pose. It's cool. You're just sort of standing there tossing your Pokeball up and down. 
sort of like if you played Scarlet and Violet, the Pokemon trainers that are waiting for you out in the wild, they do this. Um, they just throw the ball up and catch it, you know? So that's neat. Uh, so Kyle. Yeah. Team Go Rocket event. Now, normally these don't appeal to you um, outside of an exciting Shadow Legendary, which we do have. Check that box. Um, so besides that, anything else in this event besides the obvious Kyogre? Anything else appeal to you? N- no. <laughs> Not in the least, he said with I, his eyes. <laughs> I don't care too much about Varum. Like, it's okay. fine. It's a fine Pokemon, but it's in 12k eggs. I will never see it. Hmm. Lord knows I still don't have a female Salandite, but I also <gasps> don't hatch 12k eggs, so I can't really complain. But at a certain point, I did hatch a fair few of them and didn't get one. So I'm this doesn't mean anything. It might as well not exist. Being in 12k eggs at the rarest rarity, it might as well not exist for like 99.9% of the player base. Yeah, I, I'm a little disheartened to see that it's not in research encounters or a raid. Um, you mean I it might be an encounter in the research. Maybe that would be not cool. That would be really not cool. Re- not not the paid research. I mean the the seasonal one. Oh, you mean for timeless travels? Yeah, I think. I mean, there, that'd be there kind is, of neat. Okay, there if, is that, if that was the case, that'd be kind of neat. But yeah, I won't. I would not expect that. I wouldn't either. But it'd be super swell if they did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, this is cool. So none of the new shiny, I mean, I'm not, sorry, I guess they could be shiny, but none of the new shadow Pokemon appeal to you. You're not like frothing at the mouth over shadow snow runt or corfish. I mean, shadow snow runs neat. Yeah. Shadow frost lass at some point, maybe, but With the angry eyes, mm. not enough that I want to be like, oh yeah, let's go out and do 200 grunts to find five of them. That's right. Like I yeah. low key want a shadow crustle just so I can see those angry eyes on, the, on the <laughs> That'll be cool. Yep. Um, all right. So yeah, uh, that's that's kind of it. If this appeals to you, it does, and if it doesn't, it doesn't. So I remember while we were reading this, we forgot one comment about the dazzling dream event. Oh, what did we forget? Showcases. Oh, Xerneas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they tried something new with the showcases and they yeah. made it fairy type instead of Pokemon based. And so oh, is that that's what that is? Yeah, huh? it wasn't it wasn't Xerneas showcase. It was fairy type showcase. It just so it happens put your big biggest fairy. That deer is real tall. And there's and I think there's only two Pokemon that can really even remotely compete Xerneas, which is the tallest and Zacian. Right. I think it's Zacian. Uh, there, oh, there's another one because it's that long is, that right? is on the bigger side that people were putting in wiggly double xl wiggly so uh yeah that wasn't good by the way just just want to weigh in that was very very dumb really okay you you made a showcase thematically that was great and then failed to realize that the best pokemon for the showcase wasn't available for people to get uh, that's true. Um, the only reason that I didn't know that is because I have Pokemon in three showcases. All three of them are Xerneas's. And when I look at other trainers in those showcases, you know what they also have in there? Xerneas. Nothing else is even in there. Yeah, well, that's because they don't show up because yeah. everything else is so small. Fairy type just so happens to be, on average, a very small type. It's true. So, it's like, true. everything that was spawning for the event, really tiny. 
so it automatically suggests you your biggest Pokemon by mm-hmm. default. So it's just going to, if you own a Xerneas, it's going to tell you to put in Xerneas. Yeah. Which is why you see that. Which is why we did it. Well, and I, also your community tends to have a lot of, uh, has a lot more hardcore players than I think the average community does. So yeah. Yeah. Rural Woodstock has got no business being as competitive as it is sometimes. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, man, uh, I I thought for sure it was just a Xerneas showcase. I, okay, well, that makes us even better to bring up that you didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's cool. Look at that, Xerneas. This has nothing to do with this event right now. I mean, the, the typing, sure. Little but did you know. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. Wasn't, oh, wasn't very smart on Niantic. Didn't want to let that one slide. So Kind of an oversight. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, anyway, hey, that's the news section. Uh, so uh, cool. Looking forward to Shadow Kyogre for sure. Um, but you won't have to wait too much longer for some more information about Shadow Kyogre because we're going to go into Gear Up. This week on Gear Up, we're going to talk about what's the big deal with Shadow Kyogre and also regular Kyogre because we don't have Shadow Kyogre yet. Uh, regular Kyogre is a big water boy. Big DPS, 17.4 DPS, 647 TDO, and effective rating of 43. By itself, it outperforms all available shadows currently. Not counting its own shadow, obviously. Next closest shadow is Shadow Swampert, which is very, very competitive. Effective rating of 42.88. So, like, it's basically the same thing. Yeah. But it's, again, not a lot squishier, so... You know, make of that what you will. Kyogre is the best water DPS in the game, and it's not even close right now. And of course, Primal Kyogre is the thing, and Primal Kyogre is an absolute monster. Oh, yeah. And better than every mega option, and it's, again, not even close. The next closest would be a Battle Bond Greninja, which I don't expect us to ever actually see and go. Uh, no. No, 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 no. So, that, that sounds like something that will be uh, in the death throes of this game when they're really, really reaching for things to bring in that are new because all the Pokemon are in and stuff like that. That's when I think we'll see stuff like well, that for sure. That or if they ever have a reason to show Ash Greninja in the anime again, again yeah, that might be enough to do a tie in. Mm. I don't expect that to ever happen, but that those are the circumstances. We're moving on. That's just a hypothetical. Anyways, I can't calculate the DPS for or the performance for Shadow Kyogre. The tools apparently don't let you just add a Shadow Pokemon, which is a little bit annoying. Maybe someone knows how to use them better than I do. Uh, But with its already really high DPS and TDO, the increase and subsequent decrease of defense uh, for Shadow Kyogre is going to be crazy. Like it's... It was already the best that there was, and it just is going to make it better. So it's pretty safe to say Shadow Kyogre is pretty much future-proof. There is possibilities that something silly could happen if they made Palafin hero form from Scarlet and Violet, its own Pokemon, and it got like a really good moveset. Ooh. Theoretically, it might be better than Kyogre. This is just looking at like numbers on paper. I didn't actually check anything. Yeah. Possible that it could be. Well, 
thankfully, Palafin has a form change, so we won't see it for 25 years. Yeah, Palafin will see, you know, boarding on the year 2050. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. And that's that's all there is to say. Shadow Kyogre is great. If you have a stack and you are trying to save for something, this is worth using your super radars on. Although we may get Groudon and Rayquaza in the future now. So yeah. if you'd rather maybe save for Rayquaza, I don't I don't think that's really necessary. I, so but. so here here's the thing though too. And I was like, yeah, but Primal's better. And Kyle's like, oh yeah, but you can't have, you know, six primal uh Kyogre. But you could have one primal Kyogre and five maxed Shadow Kyogre, and that would be one heck of a team of six. Yep. Um but that that, oh, that thinking is still applicable to Groudon and Rayquaza as well. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. It's so. not that your primals should not get your love. They should still. But these are great. <laughs> yeah, it's exciting. It's it's. I feel like it's the first good shadow we've had. Shadow legendary, at least. We've yeah. had in a long time. Well, we had to trudge through the Reggies, man. I mean, yeah. once that once uh, that started going, you couldn't stop that train, you know? That's not true because you know after this, they're going to go back and give us like the legendary birds again for oh, three please. rotations. No, and no, then no, no, no. they'll give us Groudon because there's no way, there's no way we do Kyogre and Groudon back to back in think, shadow rotations. I think here, here's my prediction and it's going to be dead wrong. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> we're getting Kyogre. I think we're going to get Groudon. And I think we're going to get Rayquaza. And then I think we'll get Mewtwo again. But I don't think we'll do the birds. I think we'll get Mewtwo, um, Regigigas again. And then we'll go into Generation 4 Legendaries. There, there's no way that they'll start back from the beginning and do birds, dog, uh, sorry, beasts, and then Regis again, right? There's no way. Uh, there's no way they do all of them. But I would not be surprised if they did one of them. One of the I don't how can you do like just Zapdos or oh you saying one of those trios? Yeah, one trio. Oh. Because like, oh, we're gonna just revisit them and you get one good shadow a year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe that does make sense because it's it's kind of one per quarter, right? And so if you do a trio plus a new release, right? I guess that makes more sense. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So Shadow Kyogre is good, huh? That's the takeaway. <laughs> it is good. It's good. Awesome. <laughs> Good deal. Uh, all right. So we're going to take a quick break here. And then when we come back, we're going to get to the Pokalore segment that uh, we should have already gotten to. We're very excited about it. So stay tuned. Welcome back. We're in the Pokalore segment now. And this week, we're going to be talking about Mankey and Primeape, the pig monkey Pokemon, and Annihilate, the rage monkey Pokemon. Let's start with Mankey real quick. Mankey is a small simian Pokemon similar to a New World monkey. It is bipedal and has a round body covered in whitish shaggy fur. Its nose is similar to a pig's snout, and it has narrow red eyes and triangular uh, ears with brown insides. Mankey's three-fingered hands, two-toed feet, and the tip of its uh, curved prehensile tail are brown. Mankey specializes in physical fighting and is very aggressive and short-tempered. When angry, it begins shaking and its breathing turns rough. Its rage peaks quickly, preventing its victim from being able to flee. It will rampage until it falls asleep. 
but its anger remains in its dreams. <laughs> Same. This causes it to wake up and become furious all over again. However, this constant uh, release of stress grants it a long life. I don't understand. This Wait, what? Stuff. It's constant release of stress grants it a long life. Oh, jeez. It's, that's so funny juxtaposed next to what we're going to get to. Yeah. Oh, anyway, Mankey can be found in the mountains where it lives in treetop colonies. If one becomes enraged, the whole colony rampages for no reason. If it loses sight of its colony or if it is left alone to rage, its loneliness causes it to become infuriated. Got it. Okay. Primeape is up next. Primeape is a bipedal simian Pokemon with a round body covered in light beige shaggy fur. There is usually a throbbing vein on the left side of its forehead, and it has triangular ears with pink insides, narrow eyes with tiny pupils, and a pink snout-like nose. Its arms and legs are brown and have metal shackles on the wrists and ankles. This is probably indicative of a method of training with weights. The hands have no visible fingers, instead resembling mittens or boxing gloves, and the feet have two toes. Primeape is easily angered. Even the slightest glance of eye contact will make it furious. When it becomes enraged, its blood circulation is boosted. This makes its muscles stronger, but at the cost of some of its intelligence. Primeape also possesses the ability to convert its anger into energy to attack its opponents with. It has sturdy vessels in its brain that keep it healthy despite its constant anger. It will chase anyone who upsets it and will not stop until it is caught up to its target. Even if it is awoken from sleep, it will groggily chase whatever woke it. <laughs> Some creatures have a theory. Primeape is even angry when inside a Pokeball. <laughs> <laughs> in some cases it's so good in some cases primate have been known to die as a result of its rage though it is uh also said to look peaceful in death potentially due to its rage transcending and leaving its physical form to become something new all right let's talk about that something new this is the exciting bit annihilate annihilate is a simian pokemon with a round body that is situated on two thick black legs it is covered in shaggy gray fur that streams upward and seems to evaporate. Its shaggy eyebrows usually hang down but tend to stream upwards uh, while Annihilate is in battle. Unlike Primeape and Mankey, Annihilate's skin is a dark gray. The metal shackle on its left arm is broken, while it appears to have no shackle at all on the right arm. It is also able to greatly increase the size of its unshackled arm. Annihilate has three-fingered hands and two-toed feet. There are multiple throbbing veins on the left side of its face, its eyes are red, as if the creature were in an extreme rage. Annihilate evolved from Primeape when the rage in its soul became too much for its physical form to contain. <laughs> it gained increased power as a result of its spirit no longer being limited by the flesh. The rage that was bubbling inside fills its punches with force that frightens its targets to their core. <laughs> now is a good time to mention that Annihilate is a fighting ghost-type Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> So it got yeah. so mad it died. <laughs> uh, stats. Uh, max CP at 40 is 32.68, and at 50 is 36.95. It's kind of up there. 242 stamina, 178 defense, and 220 attack. Best move set, and this is just from what we think there is based on that, right? Um, counter yeah. with close combat. And then it has access to, like, Night Slash and Ice Punch. I put Night Slash on here, but I'm sure based on what you use it for, if it's good in PvP, I think it is. Um, you know, you might want to have a different loadout, but my recommendation just from looking at it today is counter with close combat and night slash. Uh, so Mr. Kyle, do you have undying love for Annihilate as it does rage for everything else? 
Yeah, I love I love Annihilate. It's such a good Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, I, I leave it leave it to Pokemon Company to make us care about Primeape again like this. I I think it's got to be. I think it's the best evolution that they've given an old Pokemon ever. Yeah, like I would agree. including stuff from Sinnoh and stuff that added like defining Pokemon. It's it's so good. Yeah, it's just it's so good. It really, really is. Uh, it's spectacular. The lore is, is amazing. The design is sublime, um, and its stats are really quite all right. Um, the shiny is cool, too. Uh, I worked towards getting one in Scarlet and Violet, and it was on my main team. Uh, very, very happy with that Pokemon. So that's Pokalore. Annihilate. We did it. Sorry we didn't, we didn't do it last week. We just didn't have time. <laughs> so here we go. Here we are. And uh, here we go. Because now we're going to go into Pokepole. Last week's Pokepole was, if the trainer level cap was increased to 60, what would you like the 50 to 60 journey to look like? First response from Triptando, and they said, Please, no Pokemon level 60. <laughs> Train a level 60 should require no more than 500 million experience. And that's the absolute upper limit. Let's go, Trip. <laughs> I would like it to be a very long and hard grind. Make it a super long-term goal. But I would prefer it to be questless challenge-based like level 40 to 50 was with some new unique quests in there. And have the numbers be 10 times what they were level 40 to 50. <laughs> I would also love to see a next level above platinum on medals. Thanks for the idea, Sarah Amanda. And have that be a part of a level up quests. Bring on the challenge. And obviously the reward should only be some premium items and cosmetics. No gameplay advantage. Unless level 60 finally would give us that second infinite incubator. Yeah. <laughs> 10 times the number. Going to be over here doing 99,999 excellent throws. Let's go. I would love that. It'd be um, nice to have the tracker. I'm not going to lie. I would not. That's true. I would not love having to do 500 Team Go Rocket Leaders, though. Yeah, that, w- that would be. That, no. Or no, win 300 Great League uh, games <laughs> in GBL. No I mean, thanks. some people wouldn't care about that. It's the win. Didn't yeah. you also have to do Master League? You had to do all three for that one, didn't you? Or was yep. it just Great League? You had to do all of them. Yes, that'd be bad. <laughs> yep. Oh, it'd be awful. Uh, 500 million experience. My gosh. Okay. okay. <laughs> Next one's from Artemis Dragon. They said branched paths are the way people would swoon. One for hunters, the more casual experience, PVPers, egg hatchers, and one that's a smorgasbord of everything. Side note, I agree with Triptando. Level 60 Pokemon would be disastrous. Unless there's a way to offset this where it wouldn't affect the PvP landscape, I vote nay. Pounds fist. (laughs) Vote tallied. Vote tallied. Yeah, that's fair. That'd be pretty cool. See branching Mm -hmm. so you could uh, kind of pick the way you wanted to progress and not get body blocked by a PvP task when you don't PvP, for example. Yeah, I mean, we talked about this last week, you know, anything that gives us player choice, player agency is always good. And especially after we've already been forced through the ringer from 40 to 50, there's no reason to do it again. Next one's from Sarah Amanda, and she said, rather than trainer level 60, I would like to see medals have an onyx level as the top level, <laughs> a tier above platinum. Also, level 60 Pokemon sound terrible. <laughs> Sarah Amanda spelled onyx, uh, not like the Pokemon. But like the, I think it would be cool and funny if they put it in quotes and they spelled it like Onyx. <laughs> oh, come on, that'd be great. 
Uh, yeah. I mean that that'd be good. Some of I don't know. Some of the platinum medals as is are just so crazy. Yeah, they are pretty crazy. But but also like this recurring thing with people people being like, please level sixty Pokemon. No, no, thank you. Think about how many resources it would take to max them out. Yeah, it would be ridiculous. Like Three thousand XL candy and like four million <laughs> Stardust, and just like oh, I don't, I don't need Tyranitar like that, man. I'm good. Someone does somewhere. Yeah, but they'd have to introduce like six and seven star raids for people oh that are gosh. maxed out to do Let's that. Let's not talk about that. I mean, like part of me that super appeals, right? Because I want more challenge in my raids. I know we talk about this quite a bit. Uh, but not like this. Not like not this. Like this. <laughs> uh, next spots from an is an even way. They said I would probably do something along the lines of having certain special research complete, having a number of Pokemon caught and not much else. I think that level 50 is a good spot and they don't really need to move it up. Fair. fair yeah. Spot. Yeah. I mean, while this has been, largely a thought experiment i think we all kind of agree that 50 is like fine i think the game would need new systems to truly like make 60 worth it yeah yeah that's fair last response from clifton b and they said i wouldn't mind level 60 it would probably be a lot like getting level 50 research hard tasks and xp grind if they do increase the level to 60 i would hope they'd cap pokemon levels at 50 Getting a Pokemon to 50 costs enough resources as is. I wouldn't want to see what it would take to get them to 60. Yeah, none of us none of us want to see that. No one wants no. to see what it takes to get to 50, honestly. I mean, it would make community classics exciting for some people. <laughs> what if what if getting to 60 reduced the cost of taking something to 50? Oh. Instead of raising the cap to 60. Huh. Is that could could that be could that be a, an option? Do you think maybe? I think that would be a brilliant idea, and I don't think we'll see it. No, absolutely not. But that's <laughs> that's like the way to give it value. Yeah, I feel like if you're going to expand it, what you do is you expand the rest of the game along with it, which is great if you have things to expand it with. I think True. that narrows it down a little bit and would just make like the people that are playing that long to get to sixty. It it makes their trajectory in the game shorter. Yeah, I mean, let's be real. If they ever added 60, someone who gets to 60 is probably not having as much problem building Pokemon as others. Right. So then why would they need the benefit, right? Yeah. Although it does sound good. Yeah. (laughs) Give it to me now. (laughs) For this week's Pokemon we have, if you could add one customization to your in-game trainer avatar, what would it be and why? This is an exciting question because uh, people always have fun ideas for it. I think largely we'll see uh, certain hair colors, uh, certain um, body types, and facial hair. That's my prediction uh, from most of the responses that we'll get. Um, but for me, I want my trainer to not be just such a skinny mini because that ain't me. That ain't me. Even at my skinniest in my life, I looked nowhere near like my trainer. No way. Give yeah. me, give me a medium build. I mean, like I want a stocky guy. That's what I really want. I want a big full beard. I want a, I want a, a gut on my trainer. Please give me. Let me be a hiker. Come on. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. 
I think the best answer is for for that that customization is you just said at the end hiker instead of Ooh. full character customization sell a five dollar outfit that is a trainer from the games five dollars your character gets to be the hiker five dollars you get to be a hex maniac uh five dollars you get to be an ace trainer like just yeah full model you don't have to animate 700 different pieces of clothing you get one set and that's what that is I, that's such a great idea oh my god i think it is yeah it is a great uh, idea my answer because uh you listed all the common ones so i'm going to think of another one that just occurred to me okay i want i want to see auras i want to auras. see equipable auras to the Ooh, characters like super saiyan super saiyan 2 like, 3 well, like, but like yes pokemon themed though oh. like like something that makes you feel more like a fire type trainer or an electric type oh, trainer yeah. or a ghost type trainer. Something that like exists around your character, but is not a piece of clothing. You know, I like, we don't have any capes, obviously. We have the, we have the one, but. One yeah, we need, the, we need skill capes, like, like old school RuneScape. <laughs> you know, capes, but like stuff that like floats around by you near your head. We have really absurd hats and stuff. I think I think there's room for something like that to really kind of make your character feel special. True. Unfortunately, though, for all of us, Kyle, no capes. No capes. No, well, one cape. One cape. <laughs> one cape. <laughs> so anyway, dear listener, if you have an answer to this week's Pokeball question, it is one more time. Uh, if you could add one customization to your in-game trainer avatar, what would it be and why? Please feel free to answer that question we posted on X slash Twitter uh, at GoCast Podcast. Uh, if you're a patron of ours in our patron Discord server, we have a channel, uh, the Poke Poll channel, and you can answer there when it's posted. If you're watching on YouTube, please comment with your response. If you're listening on the Spotify mobile app, you can re- uh, interact with the episode right there. There should be a tab for it. Go ahead and answer right there. You can also call in and leave a voicemail by calling 262 262- Five eight six seven seven one seven, or the old-fashioned way via email mail at gocastpodcast.com and speaking of emails voicemails and the like kyle what's going it's on time for emails that's right and one singular voicemail which is technically uh an answer to our question last week but i wanted to play it anyway so uh this is from brio Hey guys, this is Brio from Loveland, Colorado again. Just wanted to call in and uh, tell you about my goals for 2024. Um, One of the biggest achievements that I had in the last year was becoming a community ambassador. Um, I'm one of four in Colorado and they're all really awesome, but it's really cool to to be able to grow our community and to get some support. And it's great. So they're mainly uh, mainly centered around there. So uh, one of my goals is to hit 100 uh, campfire check-ins on one event. That would be pretty epic. I think the highest we've gotten so far in Loveland is somewhere around 58. So to build that up would be excellent. Uh, my second goal is to attend an out-of-town event. Um, I've never been to any GoFest, anything like that, that oh, has wow. been outside of Colorado. Um, so that would be really awesome. Um, and then to recruit a, uh, another 
CA or a community ambassador for Colorado, it would be really great to build our communities up and to have more uh, ambassadors around, which would be awesome. And then finally, to level up to level 48, just turned to level 45, so I've got a grind to go, but everybody seems to think I can do it, so we'll see you what can. happens. Anyways, thanks again. Always appreciate you guys, and talk to you soon. Only four community ambassadors in Colorado. I, that seems low to me. I told you the whole the system's broken. Like, the whole system's broken. I really? Just, yeah. It's hard to become a community, community ambassador it, from it everything I've heard. It definitely is. But, I, you know, like Chicago's got a number of them. Uh, Lachlan is one. Um, and so he, he'll talk to me about it every once in a while when it, when it comes up. Um, yeah, but even still, noting that, yes, right, kind of broken seeming, four still seems low in Colorado. So that is to say, Brio, thank you. <laughs> thank you for supporting all those trainers out there by you because they need you. Because uh, who else would who else would step up and, and good luck recruiting somebody else to come and help you and and go through the process of becoming a community ambassador? It's a really cool program, but yeah, it's a little selective uh, from what we can see. Maybe that's not a bad thing. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> Kyle's like, we got to balance this better. It's just not <laughs> not where it needs to be. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Uh, but either way, good luck on your goals and, and thanks for calling in. We appreciate it. Uh, Kyle, would you like to get us kicked off here with our emails this week? All right. Our first email is from Ben. They said, hi, Chris and Kyle. I've loved the Pokemon franchise since its release in the 90s and collected the cards and played the main series games until black and white. Then life got in the way and I stopped playing. Fast forward to 2022 and I downloaded Pokemon Go on a whim and completely fell in love all over again. Yeah. This time I had Pokemon that were brand new to me to catch from Kalos, Alola, Hisui, and Galar. What I love about the franchise and this game in particular is there is something for everybody, but people go, but people get so bashy in online forums and it gets a little tiresome and negative. I do understand that Niantic have made and continue to make some questionable decisions, but come on. Is it really worth the whinging? Is that, is that how you say that? I don't know if I've ever said that. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're, it's, it's just not for us to say over here in the States. I don't think, I think other people say whinging. We just say whining. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what the difference is. I'm not going to lie. I think it's the same thing. <laughs> okay. Uh, you could always just not play for a while. Maybe there's a lot of people getting very irate over the Galarian starters, not making their debut yet. My thought process is, wow, I can't wait to get a Grookey one day and not, Hey, Niantic, where's my flipping Grookey? <laughs> Speaking of which, am I the only person who has thought maybe as we've already had our party hat, War Turtle and Blastoise Shine released last year, and so it would make no sense to highlight that at the eight-year anniversary event. That maybe the Gen 8 starters might be debuting for that instead. Who knows? Anyway, what I wanted to know was, as long-standing players of the game, how do you keep things fresh and exciting? <laughs> I know I, <laughs> I know there's always something to chase, and people love to complain and roll their eyes if an event isn't groundbreaking. But in those cases, I'll just not play as hard. For example, the oddest research day, everyone complained, but I got my first ever Shundo. At the Halloween event, I went crazy and grinded until I got my first ever Hundo Ghastly and Grievard, as well as most of the shinies from those weeks. The events that followed, I thought, were a little meh, so I switched to PvP for a while. I just wonder what you guys do to keep the game from getting stale. This was supposed to be a quick email, but apparently I have a lot to say, so I'm sorry for rambling. 
but thank you so much for keeping me company on my walk to work each day. Shiny vibes, Ben. Okay, I should clarify. We're not laughing at you or the question. The question itself is just kind of funny. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> because because um, this is a conversation topic that Kyle and I have talked about since the beginning of the show. You know, of like, yeah, we set our goals and stuff like that. And we always talk about that's our caveat and that's how we stay engaged. Um, and of course, if we didn't have this podcast, Kyle and I would probably play a lot less, maybe not even yeah. at all um, anymore. Uh, but because of it, we're engaged and we stay there. Now, that is to say that sometimes there are weeks that are just really stale and Kyle will not play at all. I won't even touch the game sometimes um, for like a few days or a week, depending on what's going on. Um, and so to answer the question, I think, and Kyle, please give a different answer uh, than me if you have one. But it, it the answer is, is that it just it does get stale and we just yeah. choose to continue to play and cover it. And and that's just how it goes, you know, and uh, it, if we look at an event and we're like, we're not going to have a lot of fun doing this. And we're like, I'm going to do the research and I'm going to stop. Right. Setting goals like that. Mm -hmm. and understanding yourself as a player and having seen all these events and knowing what the game feel is going to be like ahead of time lets us navigate that staleness and our mental health with playing this game. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Chris nailed it. The The real answer is it, it's okay to take a break. <laughs> it's yeah. okay to not play Pokemon Go every day. It's not a requirement by any means. Um. And it's definitely okay to not grind Pokemon Go every day. You don't have to, you don't have to do that to get the most out of the game. And I Take that back. The, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's the that's the big takeaway for sure. There's a lot of enjoyment to be had in Pokemon Go right now. There always has been. The I think one of the key things that has always been about the game is you find that enjoyment though. The game doesn't tell you this is what you enjoy. This is what you're playing. Go do it. The game gives you these things and you decide this is what I enjoy. I'm going to do it. Yeah. And if you're not enjoying it, it's it's okay to wait until you are. And I think a lot of people online, you are right, get very upset about it. That said, where's Aegislash? I'm I'm still waiting. <laughs> I swear to God. I'm answer. furious. <laughs> Speaking of, I'm mad about something. <laughs> It's just it's fitting because I'm sometimes I'm sometimes the person that you're quoting there, Ben, which is fair. But I I, I bring receipts. Unlike most people on the internet. That's true. Yeah, you're not just getting mad about something that doesn't exist. Uh, which is the the type of outrage that I I cannot abide by. People that haven't read the event details, um, or are going off of rumors instead of things that are actually like provable. Yeah, I mm -hmm. can't stand that. Um, but. You know, hey, it's an open it's an open marketplace of of ideas and conversations uh, on social media. It's supposed to be at least. So I don't know. I also have like over the years um, and Kyle, you'll probably laugh at me for saying this, but I, I take people complaining as a sign that people still care. Now, it's the only way that I can interpret that level of negativity um, and and exist with it in the world. Yeah, so. I mean, that's that's fair. Most people would not complain to a certain degree if they didn't care and they think that it could be better. Yeah. Now, whether they have the same opinion about something being better or not, that's, that's where the discussion is supposed to be had. That's the, that's where that's supposed to exist. Where you prove them wrong. 
That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, of course, there's you can usually tell when somebody is complaining because they want to complain, not because they think things can be better. Yeah. At least once you once you exist in a community long enough, you can tell that. Yeah. Oh, this person is just uh, whinging, right? Um, or they're giving constructive feedback and are just unhappy with something, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, Ben, thank you very much for the email. A good conversation topic for sure. Um, and uh, yeah, where is my flipping Grookey? <laughs> Grookey gang. Grookey gang. Yeah, not for me though, man. Um, all right. This next one is from Ryan. And they said, hello, GoCast. It's Ryan. I have a story for you. So it was Saturday, January 13th, 2024, and I was waiting on the fairy event to start. When it started, my first spawn was a Clefairy. When I caught it, the button for showcases appeared. In my mind, I thought, it's a Clefairy showcase. I'm about to win this thing with ease. When I put it in, it's not a Clefairy showcase. It was a fairy type showcase. When I got the score, it was 188 points, which put me in third place. When I saw that, I'd immediately put a different Pokemon in. But what's sad about it was... My highest one was a Galarian Weezing at 510 points. That put me in second place. First place had the same Pokemon with 600 points. This is the <laughs> worst amount of points for a showcase I have ever done. Thanks for listening. Bye, GoCast. <laughs> See, this is what I get for not reading through the emails before we had the show, because I could have just left for the discussion for this point here yeah, i'm sorry yeah no hey i think i think pre-gaming yeah. the the topic was not a bad idea i mean i can tell you because i have three xerneas and showcases right now they're all getting like 800 points yep um and so hearing this you know the galarian wheezing being first place at 600 it just takes one person who hasn't logged in for a few months that does have a xerneas to log in drop that deer in there and ruin everybody's day yeah see that's kind of the funny part because it's comparing a Xerneas to a Cutifly, not a Xerneas to another Xerneas. Right. So, like, I feel like maybe I'm wrong. Every Xerneas in existence is probably 800 points minimum for. This uh, I think it's, it's roughly, like seven, 750, of, I think. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, it's just, just not good. It, I see what they were trying to do. It was kind of a mistake. And. I think if they did it, they have to make sure they have their restrictions coded properly for the showcase. Yeah, definitely. Uh, more Squirtle, please. More Squirtle, Squirtle please. That's right. Let me put in my big boy. <laughs> That's right. Uh, thank you for the email there, Ryan. Appreciate it. Next email is from Hayden. And they said, hi, guys. I started playing Pokemon Go on day one and played quite regularly, even up to when raids and shiny match cup were added. But life got in the way, so I stopped playing. I think I was around level 33 or so, but some of my coworkers convinced me to re-download it, and I'm addicted to the game again. Yeah. I bought a Go++, and I'm constantly trading for Luckies and Shinies with my friends. I'm currently level 39, and I can't wait for the level 50 grind. I found the podcast randomly, and I love it. It's the perfect podcast to get through my long work nights when I can't get Pogo off my mind. I have one question for you guys. How do you choose your buddy? Do you choose your favorite slash most sentimental Pokemon? Or just straight candy grinding. I use my shiny lucky Politoed because frog gang. <laughs> Thanks again, bros. From Hayden. All right. Chris? Uh, I best buddy my 100% Pokemon. 
Um, and I'm just working through those. I just finished my overquill. It took me way too long because I forgot about it for a while. Um, but one of the steps in the time was in the timeless travels. I think it was, was earn 25 hearts with a buddy. And so that reminded me that I hadn't finished it. So I did just finish. And now I just put in my Hisui and Cyphlosion, which I discussed at the top of the show, um, next. So that's what I do. Um, I'm doing hundos select hundos that i like want to actively use gengar uh three gengars waiting on a fourth one at this point um but also like i did a litwick which was a hundo i am working on a hydragon uh other than that uh ghost types i have a collection of level 40 ghost pokemon that i maxed out that are slowly going to 50 as i get candy that i'm working on best buddying them as the time comes. All right. Yeah, it's slow going for us. We're not as dedicated to the buddy grind as, as uh, other people are, but um, it is like one of our background goals we both have. And I think we both remind each other about it when we talk about it every once in a while. Yeah. Uh, I will probably do my Shundo Hisuian Typhlosion as soon as my Hydreigon is done. Oh, yeah. So, if you don't, we'd yeah. have words, man. Yeah, Honestly, that's, that's going to be next. That's going to be great. I'm excited for you. Um, but Hayden, thank you very much for the email. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, level 39 is an exciting place to be, by the way. And, and the level 50 grind is, is a journey. So good luck and, and you'll have a good time. You'll have a good time. Our next email is from Crixus, and they said, hey, Chris and Kyle, Crixus here, longtime listener, first-time emailer. Thanks to your Nowcast, a, monst- a Monster Hunter Now podcast, <laughs> I've had to spend twice as long out grinding my little phone games in public. Yeah. Anyway, so I'd like to ask you, what is your favorite aspect slash mechanic in Monster Hunter Now that you would like uh, Niantic to implement in Pokemon Go? Not sorry for you-know-what, and Kyle did a great job during you-know-what. <laughs> All right, Kyle, I know we've talked about the map in the past. Let's yeah. let's not do that answer because everybody knows the map is really good. And, and uh, MHN, for those that are hip with the lingo, MHN, um, MHN uh, what is your favorite aspect of Monster Hunter now you'd like to see replicated in Pokemon Go? Um, so it's not it's not the actual map, but seeing things in a long distance just just general information would be huge would be great tell me there are spawns over there and i will go you don't tell me what's there that doesn't matter just tell me it's there and i will go give me some way to find hot spots on the map to direct my own play because that's what monster hunter does so incredibly well mhm so that's that's what i would just love to see yeah that's a good answer Uh, For me, it's rewarding skillful playing in a meaningful way. Um, You know, I I had a a conversation with somebody on on X a while ago that was saying that the potions were were bad and stuff like that. And I was talking about how the difficulty of it, uh, you know, emulates the main series games really well. And that, you know, if you perform well and you don't get hit, you don't have to worry about potions. (laughs) You know, it's only if you don't do well and you get hit or you're still learning. Right. And I would love for that to be the case in Pokemon Go. Where like if you hit an excellent throw, like if it refunds your Pokeball or something like that, like some way yeah. to to really reward people that are very good at the mechanics that are in the game. Doesn't it feel like there is right now, except for like some extra experience. Um, and for people like me that are level 50 plus, and I like by plus I mean like 
you know, 30 million, 40 million past what I needed. Um, why, what incentive do I have to be good? You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. It is a, that is a fantastic comparison as well. Yeah. So, uh, great question, Crixus. And, uh, yeah, we'll get started on Nowcast eventually, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of that, I haven't played Monster Hunter in a, in a hot minute, mostly because I don't want to go around in, in the cold weather right now. It's just not, it's not it for me right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is that it? There's nothing else to that. You're just not playing as much right now. Yeah. I'm just not playing as much right now. I love the game. I w- I'm, I'm looking forward to when I get to play more of it, yeah. but it's not happening right now. So if you see me, if you're friends and you see that I'm still only like Hunter rank 60 ish, that's why I just hit 96 or yeah. seven today. Something like that. I'm getting close to 100. Um, yeah, I, I open my phone every three hours and look at the monsters around and do them um, and then do them while I'm out, obviously. But yeah, mm-hmm. good game. Y'all should play it. <laughs> yeah, we great. don't talk about it as much, but we will continue to be like, you should all play. Yep. Uh, shout out to to Mitch, by the way, who's looking at purchasing a main uh, series game title after his experience with Monster Hunter. Now, um, it's good. It's a competent video game, it really is. Yes, yes, it is. Uh, could you do our last email for us, Mister Kyle? It is an email from Kevin Red Bull, and they said, "Hey, Kyle and Chris, it's Kevin Red Bull. Happy Ice Age 2024. Yeah, currently eight degrees Fahrenheit." With a wind chill of negative 10 degrees Fahrenheit. Shorts weather. (laughs) Good thing my job has heat. I wanted to respond to the question along the lines of one of the worst things to happen to you in Pokemon Go. And I still remember it. It was 2022 and Mewtwo is back. So the usual shiny and hundo grind was on. I got an invite to a raid with seconds left before the lobby ended. I jumped in the raid and easily handled business. I already knew what the perfect CP was and you know how stories go. I had the perfect sitting in front of me waiting to be caught. I was working on something with my circuit box in the house at the time and tripped over a laundry basket going from room to room, phone in hand. I saved myself from falling, but accidentally backed out of the raid. It was gone. You can imagine the guttural wailing that escaped me in my heartbreaking loss. What added salt to the wound was a previous Shundo friend got the perfect out of a raid invite for myself days later. And proceeded to boast, rightfully so. Oh, gosh. But fret not, my dear podcasting friends, because it is now 2024 and I do have my perfect Mewtwo. I purified it on Shadow Mewtwo Raid Weekend last year. (laughs) So all's well that ends well. Happy hundo hunting, everyone, and shiny vibes all. Kevin! Kevin! No! No, Kevin. No, you're... I ref- no, you're, you're no. <laughs> oh my god! I I get it. I, you know what? We've acknowledged before in the past that like it's it's just us and other people. They're like keep it shadow, whatever. We should not. We should not react like this when people do it for their for their purified hundos. I get it. I mean, <laughs> like, I do get hurt. it, but no it hurts me. shame. It shame. Hurts me. Oh my gosh! Well, you know what would have would have helped in the first place, Kevin, is if you had uh, adhered to the to the warning and the loading screen of paying attention when you're going <laughs> when playing Pokemon Go. Yep. 
like Gyarados came out of nowhere. <laughs> but all jokes and laughing aside and stuff, congratulations, good, good on you. Uh, even if it, even if we don't agree with the method, you still achieve the goal that you set for yourself, and we're all about that here. So uh, that's awesome. Good for you. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Anyway, if you'd like to send us an email uh, like these fine folks did, you can by sending it to mail at gocastpodcast.com. The voicemail line is 262-586-7717. Call, leave a voicemail about Go, about whatever you want to talk about, and you might end up on the show. Uh, visit our website for all things GoCast at gocastpodcast.com. Follow us on X at gocastpodcast. Um, you can help support the show for like $1 a month if you'd like or more depending but $1 a month gets you access to our patron discord and you can look at that via patreon that's spelled p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash go cast podcast and speaking of our patrons shout outs to our elite trainer tier patrons big big thank you to Bo, Daniel, Lori, Michael, Ozzy, Arkham, Marvin, and Mimi, Swartz, Rasui, and Ryan, Thayer, Jason, Justin, Charles, Modders, Lee, William, Brandon, Ethan, Stephen, Nick, our favorite listener, Drew, too, Camo, The Ugly Rock, Jacob, Victoria, and Sarah Lore. Thank you very much to all of you for your generosity and helping us keep the digital lights on, among other things. Um, and if you'd like to help support the show, but money's not a thing you'd like to do or can do or whatever the case might be, you can still help us out immensely by leaving us a review where reviews can be left. Thank you in advance. Uh, hopefully it won't take you too, too long, but it will be free. <laughs> so there you go. Um, and that's it, Mr. Kyle. We got to set some goals and then we're done with episode 266. So what are you thinking about doing this week? We've got Community Day Classic this upcoming weekend, the Porygon, right? Oh, God. We do. Uh, we do. I'm not going to lie. I totally forgot. Yeah. I think I sent Chris the same text twice, by the way. I sent him one about Chansey, and then I also sent him one about Porygon. I was just like, really? Porygon? <laughs> Who asked for this? I don't know, uh, man. It's a good shiny. <laughs> I, I will not be taking part in Porygon Classic. Okay. All right. So that's not happening. Uh, I want to catch up on my timeless travel research. I think I'm still only on step four right now. I got to hatch some eggs, and then I'll do some other stuff. So. Uh, I don't know actually what's waiting for me in the rest of those steps. I haven't spoiled that. Continue my buddy progress so I can get to my Hisuian Typhlosion. I now have motivation to finish my current one to start a new one. <laughs> nice. And continue with my gifting so that me and Sarah Amanda can be best friends before uh, Chris and Sarah Amanda, I guess. Yeah, you gotta you gotta be careful. I'll gain on you every day you miss. Just think that's plus one for that's Chris. Only assuming you remember to open it too. Well, uh, that's. <laughs> That's that's a good point. <laughs> uh, for myself, 20 shiny Porygon, because I'm a glutton for punishment. 250,000 Stardust, 50 eggs hatched, one shiny besides, so not a Porygon. Um, and then also keep up with gifting in an, uh, an effort to uh, draft around Kyle and become best friends with Sarah Amanda first. We'll see. <laughs> um, and with that, we'll see y'all later. Thanks so much for listening all the way through to episode 266. We'll see you next week for 267. Until then, bye-bye. Shiny vibes, all that good stuff. Bye. Bye.